What's up guys, GP here back with another book review here at GP's library. And today I have a book called Furious Cool and it's Richard Pryor and the World That Made Him. I read this a few years ago, November 19th, 2021 is when I finished it. And obviously I read the physical copy of the book. I'm gonna give you the main takeaways. I'm going to explain who I think the book is for. And then I'm gonna give you kind of like actionable steps that I feel like I've taken from this book. My cousin actually gave me this idea to kind of talk about how I kind of use lessons from books that I read in everyday life. So I'm gonna include it in this video. Let's get started. So for my first main takeaway from this book is if you know anything about Richard Pryor, he had a pretty dark life. But if you also know anything, if you know about his personal life, but if you know about his professional life, you know that he made like millions of people laugh and he's regarded as one of the greatest stand-up and like stage and acting comedians, comedians of all time. And so my first main takeaway is the darkness in his life and how it brought out the light on stage. And obviously that happens a lot with comedians. I feel like that's a pretty common thing, but he came from even more severe backgrounds than I even think most comics have. And it explains a lot of that background here. And I know he does have his own personal kind of like autobiography, which is pretty much um, him compiling his diaries, trying to remember his life and stuff like that. But as David Henry and Joe Henry, who are the, author the, who are the authors of this book do, point out since he struggled with like drug abuse his entire life even into writing his autobiography you would really have to you have to be a biographer to break down somebody like his life because he can't give accurate recallings like you have to ask other people you have to compile information from other people because of his abuse like throughout his life they said it's it's really inaccurate it's, he's almost somebody you can't trust in his own history because of like how messed up his brain would have been, how messed up his memory would have been, and even the lies that addiction can cause. I've watched Richard Pryor stand-ups. I'm a big fan of his stuff on stage, obviously of his influence. So in no way do I want this video to seem negative about him. But if you read this book, I will say it'll give you a view of Richard Pryor that it'll probably change it. And even if you're um, born and raised in his time, which I obviously wasn't in terms of like when he was in his prime, as in like my parents or my grandparents, um, it would still change your vision because they didn't give the full picture of people in Hollywood back then. Like right now, Hollywood's eyes, or Hollywood's doors, sorry, like pried open. Like obviously there's still stuff in Hollywood that happens that we don't know about, but because of cameras, because of 4K phones, because of all these things that make it, filming things really easy, a lot of their stuff has gotten out more now than it was in like the 70s and the 60s when Richard Pryor was coming up. And so with that being said, reading a book like this is kind of jarring. It really is because it, as much as you appreciate his art, as much as you appreciate him as a comedian, as much as you appreciate his influence, the dark side of him is like, it's, it's pretty much appalling. And if you read it in text and you read it like chronologically and you read it how his life turned out, 
it is it's tough to read I, i'll say that to be honest it's, it's pretty tough to read and and so my next takeaway from this is it's interesting who the media and hollywood make our heroes and that i kind of prefaced i kind of prefaced that point with what i was saying before because i feel like richard Pryor he deserves all the praise that he gets for being the amazing comedian he is and it's interesting how the media decides to what they decide to do with certain people you know how they decide to like destroy some people and don't destroy others for like the exact same things the exact based off of talent maybe or based off of who likes who more or based off of like ability maybe based off of some type of tv ratings i'm not sure but it's interesting like regardless of race regardless of even um like gender or sex or whatever it's interesting who the media chooses to cast as like the greatest of all time at something and and who they kind of decide is like a demon for all time <laughs> you know I, I don't i i hope that idea makes sense i, I think I, I made it pretty clear but it's just that takeaway is just interesting you know because some people's full stories like put on blast and their greatness is completely like thrown away and some people's greatness is like shown so much that if you peel back even just a little bit you're like wait what a second wait wait i mean wait a second like who are we praising <laughs> so my third takeaway is that um richard was actually like a genius you know and i don't feel like some artists get their due as as like geniuses you know and i, I understand that people like math and like astrophysicists and stuff like that as geniuses but in terms of creating characters in terms of executing skits in terms of on stage presence in terms of charisma in terms of um facial expressions all these things he was actually like a master genius who put in his 10,000 hours you know those those people like that are at the top of any genre or any niche or anything that have put in their 10,000 hours who have mastered whatever they are whatever their craft is and Richard Pryor is one of those guys he could make people laugh whenever he wanted at any given time anywhere anywhere in the world you know and that is something that's rare something that has to be respected in my opinion and something that the world is better off for having and with the sacrifices and some of the people being sac not sacrificed but like some of the lives that have been messed up and all this stuff by him are their lives worth um, the greatness that everybody else got I guess that's subjective for who you're asking but it's it's interesting nonetheless and when you read about any true genius and any people that have changed the world typically the people closest to them aren't necessarily the biggest fans of them <laughs> they really aren't because the people that know them kind of realize what goes into creating some of like the biggest inventions or biggest stars or biggest creatives that this world has ever seen and typically the input isn't as pretty as the output my last point is that after richard Pryor's like burning after he set himself on fire and after he had had 
so much negativity in his life in terms of with family, in terms of the women he was with, in terms of his children. He had had so much hardship and that his funny seemed to, if you read this type of stuff, if you read even his own personal stuff, if you read, I don't know about his personal stuff as much, but it for sure take a, a different turn. But even in his movie career, his acting career, it seems that he wasn't the same as he was before that incident. And it's just interesting to see that like the one thing that he had in his youth was like being able to laugh, being able to be charismatic and all that. And as he got older and, and as he got sicker and things like that, he began needing to need people. And it really reminded me that you don't treat people good just so when you need them that they'll be there. But a consequence, a positive consequence of treating people good and treating people fairly and treating people nicely is that they'll be there for you when you need them in the future. Because we live in a world where eventually you'll need the people around you. And that's a big takeaway for the book for me, is to remember always that you'll need these people around you. Treat them with respect, treat them with dignity, because Richard struggled with that. And then later in life, he didn't have that support that he had when he was the funniest man on earth. And a lot of these people, they keep that support because they're good people. And Richard struggled struggled with that later in life. And even if he had fanfare from like the public who didn't know him, for me personally, when I'm dying or sick and older, I want the people closest to me to care about me and love me way more than people I don't know. So who's it for? People who wanna learn about Richard Pryor. I made this video to almost like, if you wanna appreciate his comedy like blindly, don't read this stuff. <laughs> don't read this book and I, and I don't wanna bash David Henry and Joe Henry's book, but just be careful when you read stuff like this about if, they, if these people are your heroes and stuff like that. If these people are high esteem to you, just be very careful reading this. Perhaps you should just stay um, not knowing, like just knowing them for their art because you can appreciate people in different facets and everybody has their dark spots but some people have a, a lot more dark spots than others. Um, people with troubling childhoods. Um, I, I know that a lot of times a troubling childhood can uh, lead to a troubling adulthood and that's not always the case. But I think he's a good example to learn from, from how somebody who had a very, very troubling youth um, wasn't ever really able to dig himself out of it completely, even through like living into his 60s and 70s, I think he died. So even as he got old, he never really was able to escape like the darkness of his youth. So people who struggle with that and are trying to find like lighter ways and lighter days like ahead and kind of need to navigate some of the things of the past, I think he's a good example of how not to do it, to be honest. And not to say not to be a comedian or anything like that, but what I will say is um, expressing yourself in your personal life may be just a little bit different and, and understanding some of those demons that we have personally. I think history books. Richard Pryor is a figure in history. <laughs> I don't like artists getting, the artists not getting their just due for being as 
big as historical influences they are. I think Richard Pryor is somebody who should be taught about in school. I think some of the darkness in his life is a reason why he's not. But at the same time, we learn about the Founding Fathers. (laughs) We learn about all these people who were maniacal that did one good thing in their life, two good things in their life. I think a man who completely changed comedy, the stand-up scene, black comedy, someone who completely revolution, which black comedy became the standard for all comedy everywhere. Um, I think somebody, and, and the fact that America is like the birthplace of comedy and will probably always be like that, will always be the home of it, even that central hub, because of the breath and the bravery of freedom of speech that people like Richard Pryor will take on stage and say, it's an amazing feat. He was an amazing performer. And so somebody who just wants to understand the history of the arts here in the U.S. and the evolution of the spoken word, whether that be on stage, whether that be written or sketch comedy, it so much of it goes through Richard Pryor, and he's an, he's an important step. And so, like, walking around... What I like to take away from this book is a point that I brought up earlier that we all will need people and so we need to treat the people closest to us as good as we can. Um, Two, there are positive and negative ways really to express like pains of the past or things that you're dealing with in your life. And even if some things you're negatively impacting you you don't want your like shit to negatively impact all the people around you. And so I actively don't want like my shit to <laughs> mess up and trip up the people around me and put that energy into other people's that dark energy into other people's lives. And that I, I took that away from this book in terms of like walking away, like what do I want to be better at? And then also the danger of ego, I guess, like in our lives, like understanding that the ego in a big thing though in terms of Richard Pryor's genius the last point I will make is there's a point in this book where he stops doing his first wave of comedy he stops doing his first wave of comedy and it was either one to two years he moved up to Berkeley he wasn't really performing they said he was listening to Marvin Gaye like on repeat and just doing lines all day because that's, I mean, that's just like Richard's more, that's like Richard Pryor's like lifestyle, but, and he was young, he was figuring out his comedy, and he would sit in there, smoke cigarettes, listen to music, and, and I can imagine just kind of like fixate on what he was about to create, but his ideas in his head and his opinions weren't developed to the point to where he could go up there and confidently say what he was going to say, and then when it did, and he had that burst of time in his life to where he was completely inspired or had enough chaos, at least in his life, to inspire great onstage performance. That patience and that waiting and that time he had already spent working on his craft really paid off. So that patience and understanding, like, I want to fit in 
or when to fit in, when my art will be needed, when my voice will be needed. I feel like Richard Pryor was tapped into that source. And then eventually, obviously, like everybody else, he got older and and had struggles and all these other type of things. But when he was really like tapped in and like in line with what the people needed to hear, his message like transcended language even. You know, so I guess when your time comes, be prepared. I, I guess uh, from all what I just said, when Richard Pryor's time came and he understood what his voice was and he had taken the time to understand what his voice was in his own way through alcohol and, and drugs primarily and music and speaking with like people like Paul Mooney and stuff, but evidently it was mostly a time of solitude. So just through listening to himself, studying himself, understanding what his personal voice was he came out the other side Richard Pryor that we know and Richard Pryor that like changed the world so like I said if he's your hero be careful reading a book like this because he might not be your hero afterwards um but Furious Cool Richard Pryor in the world that made him he was definitely like at least in the public eye like one of the coolest freest dudes that has ever lived. The top quote was, Richard Pryor was the most free black man of the 20th century. He was also a comic genius. The book gives a definitive reason why he was so free and so sublime. Dr. Cornel West. This was written by David Henry and Joe Henry. Guys, you might not think of it as such a dark book. Perhaps I did just reading the information. It just seems, what I took from it, it's a guy who was struggling with a lot in his life, struggling a lot mentally, and his way of coping with it is by making the entire world laugh. Go pick up any book. If you've read this, give your opinion. I did not sit here and insult your hero. I love Richard Pryor, but we gotta be honest about the heroes in our society sometimes. Appreciate it, guys. See you guys next time.